Chametu Matzah, Chapter 7. It is a mitzvah from the Torah to tell over the miracles and wonders that God did for our forefathers in Mitzrayim on the 15th of Nisan. And even though the Torah says, you should tell your son, the mitzvah is incumbent even upon someone who does not have a son. This mitzvah is even incumbent upon great sages, and whoever elaborates on the miracles and wonders is praiseworthy. Halacha 2. It is a mitzvah to inform one's children even if they do not ask, but a person should speak to his children according to their level. So if the sun is not so bright, one should say to him, My son, we were all servants in the land of Egypt, and on this evening God redeemed us from our servitude and brought us out into freedom. And if the son is older and wiser, a father should explain to him all of the various details about what happened in Mitzrayim and the miracles that were done through Meshur Rabbeinu. Halacha 3. Changes from the standard order should be made this evening so the children will ask, What is different about this night from all other nights? And then you should explain to him, Such and such happened. So he should give his children seeds and nuts and then take them away, and matzahs should be snatched from one another. If he doesn't have a son, his wife should ask him. If he doesn't have a wife, he and a friend should sit together and they'll ask each other. And if a person is alone, he should ask himself. Halacha 4. A person should begin his explanation by discussing our humble roots and then move on to praise. So he starts by discussing the times of Terach and how our ancestors denied God and concludes with how God has separated us from the nations and drawn us near to him. Similarly, he begins by discussing how we were slaves in Mitzrayim and all of the various bad things that happened. And he concludes with the miracles and the wonders that were done and how we were led to freedom. Halacha 5. In order to fulfill his obligation, one must mention three things, Pesach, Matzah, and Marah. Pesach because Shepasach, God passed over the houses of our ancestors with respect to the plague of the firstborn son. Marah because Shemeru, the Mitzrayim made our lives bitter and difficult, and Matzah because of the redemption. All of these things are referred to as the Haggadah. Halacha 6. In every generation, each person must view himself as if he himself was redeemed from Egypt. That is, that each person was a servant in Mitzrayim and was led to freedom. Halacha 7. And for that reason, when a person eats and drinks on the night of Pesach, he must do so in a manner of freedom. And the way we do this is by reclining. Everyone, women included, must also drink four cups of wine. Even a poor person who relies upon tzedakah for his food should drink four cups of wine. And each cup must be a revius, which most poskim hold is 3.35 fluid ounces. Halacha 8. Even a poor person should recline on Pesach like a free man. Women are not required to recline. Important women, however, are required to recline. The Ramah comments on this that all of our women are considered important, but it is still not the custom for them to recline. A son in the presence of his father must still recline, but a Talmud before his Rav does not recline, unless his Rav gives him permission to do so. Reclining is to the left, not to the right, and not on one's back. A person must recline when eating a kezai of matzah and when drinking the four cups. While it is praiseworthy to recline during the rest of the meal, it is not necessary. Halacha 9. The four cups of wine should be mixed with water so they'll be pleasant. Just a note, the wine in the times of the Gemara was very strong, and it was typically the custom to mix it with water before drinking it. Today we don't do this. Most commercially produced wines are already diluted to some extent. A person who drinks all four cups at the same time has fulfilled the obligation to drink in a manner of freedom, but has not fulfilled the obligation to drink four cups. And one must drink a majority of each cup. Halacha 10. The person should make the bracha bari on each of the four cups. The first cup is the cup that we make kiddush with. The second cup, the Haggadah is set over. The third cup, we say birkas hamazain over. And the fourth cup, we say halal over. It is permissible to drink between these cups other than the third and the fourth cup. Halacha 11. Our sages instituted charesis, 
in remembrance of the clay that our forefathers worked with in Egypt. This is made by taking dates, dried figs or raisins and the like, crushing them, adding vinegar to them, and mixing them with spices. This is placed on the table on the nights of the Seder. Halacha 12. There is no mitzvah in the Torah to eat marah alone. Rather, the mitzvah from the Torah is to eat the marah with the matzah, along with the Korban Pesach. But our sages instituted to eat the marah alone, even though there is no Korban Pesach today. Halacha 13. The marah referred to in the Torah is romaine lettuce, endives, horseradish, date ivy, or wormwood. If a person ate a kezayis of any of these five things, or all of them combined, he's fulfilled his obligation, but they may not be pickled or boiled or cooked. As always, but particularly here, a lot of the customs and practices that Rambam brings down here are different from what many communities do in the modern day. So as always, consult with your favorite Orthodox rabbi.